All right, yet again, another episode of Nerding Daily. I'm here with Robert <laughs> and Josh. This was a wild ride, this show. And I have been, like, giddy about talking about it. I didn't know what to expect. What did you guys think? Our podcast will have spoilers. Turn now if ye have not watched the show. Yeah. Be ye warned. First, before we get into, like, the breaking down of the thing, I just want to know what are your guys' just general thoughts overall? I loved I it. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, like, the first half or two-thirds of it. You know, you're having fun with the different settings that one envision are in. And then everything starts coming to a head and it just gets more intriguing as to how they're unraveling this and developing it. So I I, I had fun. It was fun watching and waiting every week. It, it turned into an event for me. So, yeah, I liked it. Um, oh, right on. I, I enjoyed it, but I would definitely say um, bottom 10 of the MCU. Bottom. I think it's probably my least favorite thing from like early MCU stuff, like since I think Thor, the second Thor, I'd say it's better than Death the Second Thor, but like I don't think anything between the second Thor and WandaVision. I think, well, how I, let me reward that. Everything between the second Thor and WandaVision was better than WandaVision, in my opinion. So yeah. I didn't even think to compare it to anything. I was completely different than anything marvel that i've ever seen and it had a it opened up kind of like a new foray foray yeah hey good word <laughs> so yeah i was i was kind of um put off by it i didn't know what to think i know that the different episodes were kind of like the sitcom theme but it, it totally made me feel of twilight like it gave me a twilight zone vibe like the whole thing which i i loved it well i know you love the twilight zone right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's your kind of show i get it <laughs> But see, I don't think the I don't think there's a proper like correlation to compare this to the movies. I know it has a big budget like the movies do. Like mm-hmm. basically more or less each episode is is almost, you know, equal to that much time in a in a Marvel movie. But I just see it as its own thing. The closest comparison, I guess, would be the Marvel Netflix shows, but still even that on a lower budget. I guess that's kind of those are kind of white from existence now anyway. So <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, nobody, I mean, Netflix is not promoting those anymore, so they're kind of hard to find. Oh, yeah. It's a crapshoot, I think, now, anyway. But I, I think it's just showing that they can go into different formats and that it can succeed. Yeah. So I, I kind of see this as the start of its own thing. I'd be comparing um, this to Falcon and Winter Soldier and Ms. Marvel. And yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to compare a season of television to a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. or or an entire run of a television show to a movie it's very hard to compare that but uh, i personally like uh, this kind of way i am is i like giving things ratings and i like ranking things it's just something i've always done mm. so i try to make it fit into you know the big mcu picture and i just you know um don't get me wrong and because a lot of this podcast I'm going to bring up things I will complain about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I did, I did enjoy it and it was like an event. Like my, it was just my daughter, Taylor and I were watched it. No one else in the family was interested. In, and so, yeah, it was like a big thing. Every, every Friday we had to like, okay, let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. I work from home and she's in homeschooling and it's like, I'm like Taylor, you get your work done. And then we'll like, I mean, I got on the clock. I hope my boss doesn't listen to this, doesn't listen to the podcast, but okay, I'm on the clock. I'm holding my laptop and I've got WandaVision on TV, so I'm doing it. <laughs> I mean, was it the same in your house, James? You know, it's funny. Like, usually when I tell Jackie, hey, I'm going to watch a Marvel show right now, she's like, ugh. She wasn't really into, like, Daredevils, you know. She wasn't, she, she kind of liked them, but they weren't, like, her thing. And mm-hmm. this, like, totally, like, it was the opposite. Like, she looked forward to it every week. Is it is it today, you know? Like, she was asking me. And it became our show. So that was kind of special. She, you know, she's been burnt out on Marvel movies that I've dragged her to and, and make her watch here constantly. So this kind of actually has gotten her interest and she was digging it. And, nice. and the way you know my wife digs something is she cries at the end of one of the episodes, one or more. That's that's good, though. That's good. No, it is good. That, that shows a connection, at least. Um, it, it was kind of the same for me and Charlie, but Charlie hasn't gotten tired of the movies. It's always an event for us, and it's been almost two years since the last one in theaters. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, since Spider-Man Far From Home, that's wild to think about. Wow. 
but yeah, it was an event every Friday night or maybe Saturday afternoon. We would watch it together and it was just our thing. And then we would, you know, talk about and contemplate what was going to come next episode. And I had, uh, you know, I, I've heard little spoilers here and there about, you know, different generations of the TV sitcom that they're going to kind of parody. And, um, well, we all know about the super secret cameo mm-hmm. uh, about halfway through the season, yeah. which, uh, which I, I thought was fun. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to they're not going to meld universes. I'm not going to say what it is yet, but I there's so many fans out there that, you know, thinks something's going to go one way. This just it did its own thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we were both really happy with it. And, yeah, Charlie was crying by the end of it. It was wild. It was good. It was good. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, that first episode I thought was cute. And that's not something I usually think. That's not a term that I use to describe anything that I watch. <laughs> But it it was very nostalgic, you know, and it was bizarre. I mean, it was very bizarre. When I saw the preview for this, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I I do read comics, but I never heard of WandaVision. I didn't know what WandaVision was. I didn't know there was like a like a a brief comic series on it. You know, I I had no clue. I thought it was just going to be Wanda and Vision together. You know what I mean? And I was confused when they when they smushed it together. I thought, oh, is this like, uh, you know, when they used to mix uh, celebrities' names together, like J-Lo and whoever? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I thought it was something like that. It was really a shock, and I was kind of, like, bewildered. But then as the season went on, I became to realize what was happening, kind of, or I thought at first. I mean, it took a while for me to figure out where this was in the Marvel timeline. And once Mm -hmm. I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, is this different stages of grief? Is that what these are? And then people started to kind of blog about that. But yeah. uh, the first episode, I was like, wow, that's really cute. But I was hoping that not every episode was going to be that way. What yeah. did you guys think? See, I was okay with that. The people complain about the pacing, especially the first uh, three or four episodes, because it was so heavy on this uh, sick nostalgic nostalgic sitcom idea but i loved it like i was just i was patient i was in it for the ride so i was just like cool the first one's like i love lucy and the dick van dyke show and then it goes to like um i dream a genie or bewitched kind of sort of like those and you just get subtle hints or not really so subtle but you get hints uh you know a little bit here a little bit there about what's going on and you're not getting the full story until you know well into the season I like that. I, I like the mystery to it. But I know some people are impatient. Some people complain about the week to week viewing. But yeah, I mean, what else do we have to look forward to? <laughs> Honestly. Well, and like some of the like they had like commercials in that first one, I think that had like Hydra, like it was like a Hydra soap or something. Yeah. And that was There's that, a couple. that yeah. completely like looking back on that in hindsight, that completely threw me off. Like it was like throwing off all my all my internal like theories about what was happening. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, in, in the end, it made it made sense. Well, I thought like I was trying to figure out who's behind this. What's what was the purpose of this? You know, right. You know, you're trying to solve it as you're watching it. You're trying to think, oh, there's got to be a reason for this. It can't just be wacky and crazy. You know, it has, there has to be a reason for it. What do you yeah. think, Josh? So it's interesting. The sitcom stuff was entertaining. It was funny. I, I really thought Paul Bettany sh- uh, shined. Oh, during yeah. This. His comic timing was great. I mean, the first thing I remember seeing him in where I really was like, who is this guy? Was the old school uh, Heath Ledger movie, uh, A Knight's Tale. Did you guys mm. ever see that? Yes. Uh, oh, gosh, yeah. It was pretty forgettable, <laughs> but he was he had a big role in that. He was Jeffrey Chaucer, and he was funny. But, you know, for the most part, Paul Bettany doesn't take such humorous roles. Um, it was just really cool. Not only is Paul Bettany being goofy, but Vision being goofy. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely enjoyable. Here's one of my negative things. I felt like the sitcom thing was, you know, it's kind of a cute idea or kind of like a little bit clever. And I felt like it was just overdone. Like, I'm just like, it was never bad, but it wasn't, it didn't feel for me. It just felt like it lost its cleverness. Like it was overdone. Um, they waited too long to get to the point um, for me. And then even when they tried to explain why it was sitcoms when they started going, you know, through her past. Um, I thought, well, it's, I thought that was kind of, I, I wish, I don't know. I, I think it would have been better if they didn't explain it. They just did the sitcoms and hmm. not explain it. And then they try to give like a reason for it for me felt weak. Um, hmm. Just, you know, 
I don't know. I didn't love love it. Well, for me, I, I was satisfied with it because with the fact that they went over her time with Hydra and then her time being stuck under the rubble, stuck watching these sitcoms that her dad uh, snuck into Russia or whatever, wherever she lived, and mm-hmm. she's forced to watch them. Well, not forced, but they're there to kind of comfort her until they can get out of the rubble. It kind of makes sense how she would revert back to this after this next tragedy of losing vision. I feel like that explained it for me and then explained like the Hydra commercials because it's like we're going through her like psyche somehow right. in some weird way. Well, why if she's in a Hydra facility is she watching sitcoms? I don't know. It just was... That was weird too, yeah, with the the, the commercial. And maybe she was and maybe she was somehow... Was that before? Yeah. Because was Yeah, that's what I was wondering. If that was like awesome. the initial like self-coping remember, mechanism. She was a volunteer. She was not... Right. No, she wasn't playing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But she is in this testing facility. And I guess, I mean, you're in waiting rooms. You know, they play stuff. But this is in Sokovia. This isn't in, you know. Right. uh, Boy. You know, so. So you're you're stuck with Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That makes sense. Everything modern. It's all all old. Which I loved that. I loved that so much. I guess I'll bring up, since Robert, you brought up the week to week thing. Like, the week to week thing doesn't bother me sometimes like mandalorian i i was perfectly okay with that like that was kind of an event too that was my two oldest and my wife and i well the four of us would watch that every week and that was great like and didn't like and you felt like even though the episodes weren't super long like you felt like okay that's enough like that was awesome and i can't wait for next week (laughs) um these all felt too short and they all felt like yeah i wanted wanted more but i felt like i just had like a a a little bit of disappointment at the end of an episode like really like that's it that's all you're gonna do and and i had that so many times not every week with wandavision but a lot of weeks i was just kind of like really and I just, I didn't, I don't know. So for the week to week thing, and I, I've got, I, I can go into that more in a second when not yet, but there's more, there's another complaint I have about the week to week thing, um, which I blame Disney for, not Marvel. Um, cause that's the way they have it set up on Disney plus. I don't think it'll be an issue with like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but, um, just the way they did it here bothered me. Does that make sense? I mean, it's an opinion. You agree, so it's fine. Right, right. <laughs> you don't agree, but does it make sense what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, it makes sense. Yes. It makes sense. Yes. I mean, it's just I I went through the same thing at the end of each episode. I think the shortest one is 34 minutes, yeah. which seems really fast. And I mean, you you still go through that like almost it's almost like a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. Yeah. What the heck is going? Oh, dang it. Mm-hmm. And so and so I for me I wouldn't say it was a letdown. It was just getting me more eager to watch it next week. Whereas the Mandalorian, I I just I kind of kept forgetting. It was like, oh yeah. There's a new one this week. And that's not a bad thing. It's just like they didn't have that kind of, I don't know. I, I didn't have that kind of connection with The Mandalorian week to week where I did have it with WandaVision where I was like desperate to find out what was going on. And I felt and, I felt yeah. the same way about both. I, I, I looked forward to each one week to week. And usually I hate week to week like the boys. On, the boys was a mess week to week. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't keep track of what was going on for some reason week to week. Um, yeah. But for some reason, with WandaVision, even though it would, I, there were there were times where it had ended, and I felt like you, Josh, where I was like, "What? It's over already? Like it just started? Yeah, it went too fast." There, that is probably my biggest complaint is that the episodes were a little too short, and they should have they should have had it where it, like every episode wasn't a cliffhanger, but maybe just like because it did want me, it did leave me wanting more. But it's good to give your audience a little bit of something, a little nugget. At the end, that little resolution or, or just something um, on maybe not every episode, but maybe at least every other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that's the main thing that made it feel like it, you know, it was doing these sitcom worlds. Mm-hmm. But it, it was kind of showing that it's not a sitcom, because if it was yes. a sitcom every episode, then, yeah, you're right. True. There'd be an, an arc where, you know, there's an issue and then it's resolved at the end and silly antics in the middle. Right. So they were, I guess they were trying to go against that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, now that um, you put it that way, I yeah. Mean, I mean, the time thing, I actually like that they have the flexibility to go from 30 minutes to 50 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise you're stuck with like the freaking Marvel Netflix shows as much as <laughs> yeah. I liked them. You're right. There was a lot of filler within the episodes and yeah. of full episodes. 
Yeah. So I think it's better for them to have that creative control. You know, they're like, well, this one's not too strong. You know, we're going to cut out this boring part and, you know, it's going to be a little shorter. Yeah. So, so be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That, I mean, I obviously liked it. So <laughs> I am, I am a little biased here. Um, what did you guys think about the returning characters? Not just Wanda and Vision, but gosh, Jimmy Woo. I love Jimmy Woo. He's good. He's so good. He's goofy. He's funny, but he's like, he's likable. And and it's weird. He's a dry funny. You know what I mean? He's like, he's not trying to be funny. He just is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, James. It's interesting because I feel like in Ant-Man and the Wasp, he's goofier. Yes. This one, he's more mature. So there's like the, Mm. I mean, there's not, I mean, Obviously, he's grown because he learned the card trick, uh, which was an awesome little uh, reference. But he's he's more likable. Like he's not as ridiculous. So yeah, I really I, I dug him a lot. Yeah. What about Darcy coming back? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't need her, but she she wasn't she wasn't terrible. I mean, I'm glad they had her to figure out the frequency. You know, so they could tune in. Yeah, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of her to you know to to discover. Yeah. But yeah, it fits enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she never really bothered me in the four movies. I know a lot of people. She was you know people didn't like her. The second uh, one. The second. It was one. the second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so this one, uh, this one, I think she was. She wasn't bad. She yeah. was fine. I think she was just the lesser of the of the characters, and that's fine. I think she had the least screen time overall. Right. So that kind of fit with. I'm not. I'm not going against. You know, Cat Dennings. She's right. fine, but I, I just think the character Darcy's just kind of like a. Eh, there's not much to her. No. Oh gosh, who played? And I always get these mixed up. It was it Monica Rambo or Maria Rambo? Yeah. It's M- Monica Rambo. Monica. She, she was yeah. amazing. Uh, she was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really like her character. I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. I mean, really liked her. And and here's something my um my daughter pointed out, which I thought was cool. So each episode's the sitcom, right? Mm-hmm. And then the episode that starts with Monica Rambo reappearing, did you notice they didn't do a WandaVision opening? They did what? A Marvel opening, and it felt more like a movie. Did you notice that? Weren't they doing the Marvel ones before that? Mm-mm. Because I rewatched them again just to make sure. Oh, so they didn't start the Marvel stuff until that. Right. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Yeah, because they, they did like a, a lot of like genius stuff. Like It's just I, subtle. I, I, I heard someone do a compilation of um, every time Elizabeth Olsen says previously on WandaVision. And so it would have started on episode two. And um, when she starts off, it's like previously on WandaVision. And then slowly it gets more depressed. Right. And then by the end, it's like previously on WandaVision. <laughs> like, wow. it's really interesting. Like subtle things like that. Like it's genius. Well, and you had the, you know, they had the cheesy, cool beginnings, you know, and then the. I dream a genie, and then the the one where it starts that way, it's it it doesn't after it shows her that she's back and she's find out her her mom's gone or her mom died while she was gone. It does the the little opening that it normally does right before Marvel movie. Yeah, and and it didn't do the Wandavision thing at all. And I never I didn't notice it before. I'm like, oh okay, this is oh. really interesting. And Kenzie's like, oh, this must be the a movie. And I'm like, wow, you're right. You're, whoa, you're right. This is this is not a sitcom at all. This is a movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I also read something. Another cool little thing that I'm sure was done on purpose is the first movie in the MCU, not in the chronological MCU, but the first movie that was released was Iron Man in 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, and every episode of the first like five or six episodes, I don't remember. Of WandaVision was set before 2008, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s. Mm. Once it hit that point, that's when it started doing the end credit scenes. Mm. People, people were thinking, oh, it's because that's when the MCU movies started happening and they did the end credit scenes. Um, oh, I don't clever. know. I think, that's kind of cool. I think that's, they probably did that on purpose. I think it's pretty clever. See, I, I did not notice that. that. Man. I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I missed it in all the other episodes. No, you no, because I watched so them to the. Yeah. I watched yeah. the first one go through like nine languages of credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hit fast forward and watched it go through nine credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know. <laughs> for for 
for Monica Rambeau's uh, backstory. That's like yeah. the best backstory I've seen Super for good. most of the characters in the MCU. Uh, they never shown somebody like directly in brought back, mm-hmm. like from their yeah. point of view, brought back from the snap. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty so cool. So it was it was cool to see it on the you know just in an everyday life scenario in the hospital and just people are showing up out of nowhere. People are freaking out and you just, you know, somebody just tells you really fast, like, Hey, you missed five years. Yeah. Your mom is gone. Yeah. That was wild. She really hits the ground running. I mean, she's like, I'm going to go right back to work. (laughs) (laughs) No time to grieve. I already lost five years. So here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much, honestly. Uh But yeah, I'm, I'm, happy what they did with her character um with wanda i mean elizabeth olsen i mean i thought she did great i yeah. like that they even brought up that her accent comes and goes yeah because that, cool. that was one thing that was bothering me in the movies but it was just like a little thing yes but that was that was awesome and it's yeah it's a super interesting way for her to grieve for her loss i mean not yeah. just one but many many losses mm-hmm. oh, yeah. throughout the whole season yeah. Absolutely. Gosh, Paul Bettany doing fake magic while acting drunk. Yeah. Well, was he that's, drunk or was he? My favorite sitcom part. He's was... kind of acting like he's drunk, but he has his gum. Yeah, face. that part was so funny. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, another funny thing is, and my daughter and I loved it, and he was really only in like the first three episodes, and then it was all background. Oh yeah. And even in his early episodes, I told you about this, James. Mm-hmm. Even in his early, 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 ah, early episodes, he only gets one line, but it's comedy gold every time. And it's the guy that looks like Ross from Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, David Langle is his name. And Phil is the character. And, and I just have to say, like, where's the justice for Phil? Like, I wanted more Phil. Yeah. Like, after every episode, I'm like, why was Phil not in this episode? <laughs> uh, we were calling so, him Mario. He would be, Mario. He, he would play a great live action Mario. No, he's more of a Luigi. Come on. You think he's a Luigi? He's more of a Luigi, but the mustache is, he's got the killer mustache. <laughs> he was great. I want more David Langle in my life. He was hilarious. Dang. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> and it was cool to see uh, Deborah Jo Rupp, the mom from that 70s show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because she didn't have a. a... She wasn't an alcoholic like in that 70s show in the later seasons. Well, she fits She fits that genre and the fact that she was in a sitcom. It was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, to see her. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it worked. I was not crazy about the other villain, the director Hayward, played by Josh Stanberg. Oh, uh, that was just a, like a standard, like, I'm Army Man. I know better. Yeah. Right. That was, his secret. performance was fine. It's not against Josh Stanberg. It's, yeah, it's the standard Army Man. I know better. Like, I've seen <laughs> yeah. that character so many times, and it was just, it didn't feel fresh. It was very 80s, but maybe it was supposed to be that way. I don't know. I so, mean, <laughs> we haven't seen anybody other than a glimpse of Nick Fury right. and the scrolls. We haven't seen anybody before this show um, in Sword. Right. So right. I guess it's it's trying to build up more from that and not just recycle old characters. So well, I, I get the need for that, but they could have done more with like, you know, he, he could have more of a character. He was just kind of two dimensional. But I, I like yeah. how they were dropping the hints that it soared with the starting with the drone turning into a helicopter, which we didn't find out it was a drone until later, but had, right. had the sword symbol. And then and then um, having Monica Rambo actually in there with her and we didn't know how she got there basically that that's the when she has babies right the twins episode uh-huh. and you know she she shows up um talking about work or whatever and wanda's trying to hide her her abilities and then uh finally wanda sees her her sword necklace which i thought was interesting that she had a sword necklace that was a great scene it was a good scene yeah yeah, yeah. that was that wasn't the first time we saw monica though no no, oh, that's yeah, right. She was that's Geraldine right. in the uh, magic show. That's episode. right. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. forgot she was in the, when they used her. Right, they they make her disappear. Is that who? They yeah, make? yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot. But we didn't know how she. We didn't know who she was and how she got there yet. Um, yeah, no. With her, the whole with her thing with her breaking character. That's when you know, like it's serious. Like there's something going on with this town. Mm-hmm. There's something going on with these people. When she mentions Ultron, yeah, I was like, what? Wait, wait, did she say Ultron? <laughs> and then they make fun of that later. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like when they watch it later, they, I thought that was cool how they did that. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's what everyone was saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pretty good. All right, so we got two more side characters we haven't mentioned yet, and they're big. They have oh. a big cameo, and then also Catherine Hahn. She, Catherine Hahn is great. I love seeing her and stuff. Yeah. I'm not always a Catherine Hahn fan, but she was great in this. Really good. She has quite the range from, like, I mean, it's pretty, it's got to be pretty difficult to go from that super nice and then being convincing as a villain. And I think she yeah. did pretty well in this. Because otherwise, I feel like people that are super nice that try to play convincing villains just come off kind of cheesy. It's like a it's like a mad teacher that you don't take serious, you know, or yeah, take too much of the goofiness and silly and super niceness into the villain. And Catherine Hahn just did two different things. Yeah, I think that I think she did a good job at that. Yeah, you know, it works. I mean, if you've seen her in movies and shows before, like she has that kind of range. She's yeah. she can be the the every woman. Um, I just watched her in Captain Fantastic today, and I was like, oh, she's like uptight and like kind of snooty in this one. But then I remember her in Wanderlust, where she was just like a super hippie. You know, she she really fits the bill for each of these little characters. Like, yeah. she's really good at, I mean, and also her character is just playing along. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I thought she was great. And yeah, she's what good. a great way to introduce her and reintroduce her as the villain. Well, right. Her... Yeah, the song was great. The Agatha All Along song was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, her backstory was really done well, too, because... Um, I found that as a, a really interesting way to introduce her as a, as a villain and and just almost kind of got this like hint that maybe she had maybe some mutant powers on top of being a witch, which I thought was really cool. But they don't really say. Right. Um, but I, you get it's, this uh, idea in the back of your head. The 600s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They um, I, I read up on the character after that episode. Mm-hmm. where it has her uh, villain reveal and no it's just like a super old super powerful witch wow that i guess uh, in the early years trained uh the scarlet witch oh. Oh. but nothing i remember from the comics is it's Either. a very random thing that i don't think anybody was really expecting yeah but nonetheless it worked yeah all and, right. What was the other cameo? Well, and how funny that the cameo. The... Oh, sorry, James. Oh, no, I, I was going there. I was going where everyone's going. Who wants oh. to say it? Uh, so I guess Evan Peters from the <laughs> X-Men movies is Petro Maximoff, a.k.a. Ralph Boner. <laughs> Which uh, is awesome. <laughs> so awesome. From Growing Pains. <laughs> uh, I... I can't say how much I loved it. Best part of the show. That episode, when that ended, I was that was the highlight for me of the whole series. I was so excited. And then I was, you know, you're trying to figure out are they bringing the, you know, Marvel the yeah. X Men in? And then when they don't, like it wasn't disappointing for no. me. Um, I felt like Evan Peters was just so funny. He played it like, you know, the first when he first shows up doing the like, who's the popsicle? Like, you know, like mm-hmm. he's just. So funny, and then the ep- the Halloween episode, he was great, and then even that last episode, um, he's like, "You you a fan of Steven Seagal?" <laughs> well, and and, um, and Darcy, it's nice to have her actually comment. I can't believe they recasted Quicksilver or her brother. I mean, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's and he's so much. I, I I enjoyed his Quicksilver way more than Aaron Taylor Johnson's. Yeah, uh, but he was just perfect for this. Absolutely, uh, so funny, and just the way that bringing him in was great. I agree, absolutely, and I, I think awesome. you're right. The way they did it was right. <laughs> Would you think it Robert? was? I mean, they went with they went the unexpected route, and it was basically just a cameo, a little wing to the audience, and that's kind of all we needed. I wasn't upset that it wasn't bringing in the X Men. There's there's going to be time to bring in the X Men into this universe. We don't want to overcrowd it. These movies are ready. I mean, sometimes there's three a year. We want to we want them to take their time <laughs> with the X Men, yeah. and once they do, it's probably not going to be Evan Peters. If they have Quicksilver or whatever with the X Men movies, and I'm fine with that. Like I just saw it as cool. It's Evan Peters. I like Evan Peters. I right. know why they're doing this, and then I see it. I'm like, that's got to be Evan Peters. That's... <laughs> yes, it's him. <laughs> and then yeah, just to have him as kind of just a, a proxy is just funny to me. That's hilarious. Like screwing with the audience. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess from that, let me let me go to why other. Um, I guess my chief complaint, and this is. This is something that it's, I don't know, it's hard to, I, I, they couldn't, I don't think they could have anticipated this fully. So, um, you know, they, 
they set up things like there's a lot of ma- there's a magician feel to things, and I know it's going to lead into um, Doctor Strange. And so as a magician, there's a lot of um, misdirection. You know, here, look at this, look at this, look at this, and then they're going to do something else. Um, and I don't think they f- they could have fully anticipated. I bet they they anticipated it somewhat, but the week to week, all the people guessing and trying to figure out what's going on. And people picked up the Agatha Harkness pretty quick. Uh, but, you know, everyone's saying Mephisto, everyone's saying mm-hmm. you know, this and that. Um, which the first couple weeks was actually like, a lot of fun. Like it was really cool re- going online and guessing what people, you know, how they interpret the, you know, the commercial with the shark. Right. You know, how they, <laughs> you know, how they interpret this. Um, and so I really liked that. What, what I didn't like, and I hope Marvel personally learns from this, is um, the actors getting involved. And, and I don't know if you, how much you guys know about this, but there was interviews throughout the, the premiering of the episodes where actors would be asked questions and they would continue to give misdirection, mm. uh, which caused people to really get their hopes up for certain things. And then ended up not happening. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of like false information came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, um, uh, what's her name? Monica keeps talking about her aerospace engineer friend in the show. Um, and so people have all these theories, you know, right. is it going to be Reed Richards? Are they going to, you know, premiere that? Are they gonna, four, is it going right? to be this? And partly it's because, um, I guess early on, Elizabeth Olsen said they're going to have a Luke Skywalker type cameo in WandaVision, like with like what Mandalorian had. Oh. Um, and oh, then with better CGI. Better CGI. Better CGI. <laughs> <laughs> and then after Evan Peters came and they were asked, was that the thing? And they're like, no, there's another one. And then so people are anticipating something else. If they wouldn't have said, no, there's another one, like I would have been fine with that. But that they kept saying... But there like was. A lot of them kept confirming there's another one. And then um, Teona Paris, who plays Monica Rambo, she had tweeted, I can't wait till you find out who the aerospace engineer is. Oh. And then it's like, uh, it was nobody. Oh. And then Paul Bettany, which personally, it was pretty funny, but it was, he kept doubling down. Week after week, he was like, there's this character, this actor I've never worked with before. And we had a lot of chemistry. And then you find out he was talking about white vision and he was acting with himself, which is well, hilarious. That is hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's like, it was, that was where some of my disappointment was. It was like, you know, the one episode, Agatha all along. I mean, it was hilarious, the song, but it was like, I knew about Agatha Harkness from week one. You know, people were, had that theory. And it was like, I was waiting for more Evan Peter type moments, mm-hmm. you know, Quicksilver. Um, and and it just didn't happen. And I felt like, I don't know, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm making too much, you know, mountain out of molehill type thing. But it was like the actors were saying, yeah, yeah, there's more, there's more. And there wasn't. And it was just kind of like, why did you say there was more? I feel you know like, what I mean? I feel like Vision could have been their Skywalker moment in a way, White Vision. Um, and, it's not the and, same level. But the reason the reason I think that it's not it, it, it yeah it's not the same level. But but you know I mean th- what happens in the end uh, is very um, between Vision and Vision is very cool. Star Wars esque if you think about it. Yeah, um, I mean, it was super cool. It was yeah. I loved White Vision. I loved the look of White Vision. Well, that fight it. scene. Oh, that fight scene. Oh man! I mean, and I mean that whole episode. I mean, even the fight scene between Agatha and uh, Wanda—they did really good keeping my interest. I, I watched it twice. I we 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 watched it and then we we binged the whole series again in like a day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, finished it a few hours ago. But um, yeah, it it was good. Um, but maybe I could see that if that's what they were talking about. Now, whether they're just feeding people in misinformation just to throw them. Man, I don't think that's right, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess if, this would be fine if I didn't, you know, read a bunch of this stuff in between. Mm. Uh, you know, if I just went into it blindly and just refused to look at stuff, um, then I wouldn't have had my hopes up for other things. You know what right. I mean? I mean, that's that's the issue with going that deep into the fan base. I mean, I I follow Marvel Studios on Reddit. They have their own subreddit for it. I I I dip my toe into the spoilers. Uh, subreddit but yeah when people start making up their own ideas and sharing that and you're like oh cool that's a cool idea it's like okay well you know 
whoever's making the show or movie doesn't always have the resources to do that. And sometimes it comes out bad if they decide to do that and it turns into like a big old, you know, I was just appeasing the fan base, but for everybody else, like who cares kind of thing. It's just, yeah, you don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. And I mean, that happened. That's happened for me in a lot of shows. Yeah. And it just, it does get you thinking of like, oh, they could have done this instead and it's cool. But it's just like, I don't know. I stopped delving that deep into it because it just kept ruining my enjoyment of everything. Yeah. You no. know, you can't just take it as it is. Um, you know, yeah. I, I'll talk to Charlie about it when we discussed it week to week. Yeah. But other than that, like I wasn't really looking at stuff. I saw that uh, Paul Bettany interview and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I guess like for me, just to clarify, I, I know there are a lot of people who were upset that they didn't do things with like Mephisto or the X-Men or other things like that. And honestly, I don't care about that. I guess for me, it was because I do see I, I can differentiate when people are just theorizing. I'm like, oh, that's a cool theory, but I'll wait to see if it's actually real. I, I was let down with the actors confirming certain things. And saying, oh, no, there's another cameo or, um, you know, this cameo is going to be great. And then it's just nobody, you know, or I can't mm. wait. To, I can't wait to people find out who the aerospace engineer. I yeah, mean, that's pretty funny, too. Really, if you think about it, like she can't wait to see it because it's nobody and they're going to mm-hmm. be, pressed, you know. But then it was like, I don't know, it was those kind of things because I I, I take more stock in or stock, not stock, uh take more stock into what they're saying um, because they're not just fans theorizing stuff, but you know, I'll learn my lesson and hopefully Marvel will learn their lesson and, and won't, and you'll know, tell their people to just don't talk. Just don't, <laughs> don't give misdirection like that. Misdirection in the show is awesome. Um, but I don't know, that's where some of my frustrations are. But mm-hmm. see, Marvel has always done the misdirection, especially with their trailers. Yeah. They yeah. like to misdirect a lot with those. That's so I think it's on point. And yeah, I don't know about the celebrities. I try not to get too much into like celebrity fandom, but right. I mean, I think it's kind of funny that they're just, I mean, they're stuck at home just like everybody else and they're just trolling us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you have to do this interview. I have to do this like my 15th interview from home today. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> and they just, they probably just get bored with it or Marvel probably tells them just make some crap up. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have know. Fun I, with I think it. if don't I give anything real stuff, away, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, ultimately, it was a good show. It was a solid show. I'm looking forward to the future shows of Marvel, Falcon and Winter Soldier in two more weeks. So, well, and I think Loki looks awesome too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Which ones are you excited for, James? <laughs> Which uh, Marvel shows that are coming out that I'm excited for? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, that I wasn't even excited for this one. <laughs> and, and now that I've seen it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about the kids that played the, the, t- the different kids that they had playing uh, the children as it went. They, they were kid actors. Yeah, because <laughs> I know you get idea. bothered by kids, Robert. That's why I'm bringing yeah. it up. Even, even my daughter was like, they're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think um, Tommy, the the speedster, I thought he was okay. I thought Billy, you know the you know, the Wiccan, he was terrible as a kid actor. Mm. He was, I thought he was bad as a kid actor. Like, there are kid actors who are just meh, and that was Tommy. But then there are Billy, who was just bad. He was bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, well, I still think that their characters served their purpose, uh, especially by the end of it. It, it was for emotional resonance. So like- it, it, it served a purpose. But yeah, I, I yeah, like 99% of the time... Yeah. And this one, I was just like, okay, what did I, you know, it's basically yeah. kid actors in a sitcom. Well, you, I, I was fine with the, with the character. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with their accelerated growth, like you couldn't really get attached to them too quickly anyway. And it's not like they had time to like, um, ease into that character as it is. But, um, I, I was just curious to see what you guys thought and, and about that story. I mean, them having kids, like what could have been, you know, like, is that what, but they, but they could never really have kids. You know what I mean? Or that I know of. <laughs> that's that's why that comic is so weird. Mm-hmm. That, because that actually did happen in like the reality of the comics. Right. That they actually did have kids, but it's like, yeah, he's an android. How did how did that happen? Know. Right. Yeah. This this made mo- the most sense for it was just uh, you know fictional. Yeah. So I I like that better. <laughs> um. All right. So question. Um. This is 
hypothesizing about the future um, because obviously Wanda is going to be playing a big role in the future of the MCU, especially with Doctor Strange. Right. Uh, and at, at, so we know in Doctor Strange, there's a part where he's sleeping and uh, an astral projection of himself is reading the book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you have the end, the second end credit scene is you have her in a cabin and then a, a, a projection of her mm-hmm. reading the, um, the Darkhold, which the Darkhold was that was featured a lot in the one season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that Ghost Rider showed up. Mm. Um, so there's a whole background with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know you guys know, you know, are aware of it from the comics, but like the Hydra soak, the the soap that they had, that one commercial you talked about, James, that yep. was a Agents of Shield thing. Like there was a couple Agents of Shield references. Oh, okay. Uh, the Darkhold had like a whole season where it was a main thing with two different storylines. Um, but here's my question: uh, What do you think? Um, not not what do you think based on the comics? What do you think that they're gonna do? Was that Wanda doing the same thing Doctor Strange was doing and just hanging out in a cabin with an astral projection reading the book, or are they setting it up kind of like a Dark Phoenix thing where Scarlet Witch is almost like a separate person entity living inside of her and the Scarlet Witch is doing this while Wanda is just chilling out of the cabin? I swear if they do the freaking Dark Phoenix again, I'm going to lose my crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had two bad movies of that. Well, no. I mean, they're... There, there is a comic series. Um, I think it's called House of M. Yeah. Have, have you read on that at all? I haven't read I it. I read about it because of WandaVision. Because there's a lot okay. of people that were thinking about a lot of stuff. When when Agatha was in her basement, mm-hmm. um, there was a big M there. Right. Um, and, yeah, there's a lot of people think, you know, I guess you know that's she loses control of her powers. And she's never evil, but she loses uh, Agatha. Not Agatha. Scarlet Witch loses control of her powers and then like wipes away all the ex or the mutants and stuff like that at some point. Right. Um, is that what you're thinking, James? Maybe. I don't know if they're I mean, to be honest, the series was kind of like that in a sense, since she did lose control of her powers. Yeah. Um, but maybe I mean, the way it ends, and we didn't really even talk about how it ends. Um, we didn't talk about the battle between White Vision, Vision and Yeah, and, and then Vision's um uh uploading what happened into fake visions brain or right. vice versa. I'm not sure which, <laughs> which was going on there. One's fake. Yeah. 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 But, um, after she defeated, um, Agatha, Agatha said, you don't know what you've done. She keeps telling her, you don't, you don't know what you've done, what you've just done. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, well, what is she talking about? It, you know? And I thought maybe it, this was going to be, I started thinking, okay, maybe this is introducing house of M. But then when I saw her training and, and they did talk about it, Agatha said, you just you're just untrained and then she she totally schools her by by encasing the runes around the whole um and i didn't even realize that's what she was doing i thought she was just a really bad shot pulling a whole stormtrooper scene you know where she just kept missing her when she was throwing those uh, energy bombs but she was actually throwing those runes around the dome and and beat her at her own game so i thought well okay when i saw the end credit scene she's just training again i i didn't get the impression that she was uh losing control but that maybe it was the opposite so i have no idea what they're gonna do <laughs> but I'm yeah, wondering like what did she in, that. introduce into the you, what what what's the repercussion? That's what I'm wondering. Right. I feel like they were setting it up that the Scarlet Witch is almost something like a, an almost like a different entity. Mm. Um, that's why Agatha kept saying you don't know what you're doing. And there was a couple different things that she was talking about 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 the Scarlet Witch. And uh, I mean, I, the book when it's open at the end, there's like a whole chapter about the Scarlet Witch. Um, mm, how was that? That's book? right. If it wasn't created until you know Wanda was around, so Robert, I think Dark Phoenix is coming again. Uh, sorry, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I immediately thought it was just a Doctor Strange reference to yeah him projecting like he did in the first in well the first so far film of right. Doctor Strange, and that in turn serves a purpose for her to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, which uh, I mean they already announced that she right. was cast like a year ago. Yeah. So I, I just thought that it was leading to that, but you do you are right. You do see this culmination of more and more power from Wanda, and she's accepting her role as the Scarlet Witch. So maybe it does come a point because I mean this whole show, she didn't understand fully her abilities. She didn't know 
okay, I'm going to make this world mm -hmm. and and basically enslave everybody in this city. So, and I mean, even all the stuff before and with her in the films, like she does some bad stuff. It's not always her fault. It's something that she has to, you know, mm -hmm. accept and process through. And this was the WandaVision, the first season at least. I don't know if we'll get another season. Um, you know, kind of showcases that. But yeah, it could it can escalate from here. I mean, she's getting more powerful. It could get worse and worse and worse if she loses loses control. Um, you could see it as a philosophical ending too, because you have the uh, you have Wanda growing up and being more studious about her powers, trying to um, you know have you know more strength over them, and the Wanda that just wants to relax at home and just you know live her life. So. I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think I, I think it's it, if they do the House of M thing, I think it'll be too much of a trope that like, mm. oh, one is involved. Something's going to go bad because mm -hmm. they've been doing that since, you know, freaking Age of Ultron with her. Right, you know, right. That she's she's, you know, the cause of all this death or trauma or whatever. I'm wondering so, if she's up her level of power, if she's like attracting some other. Like, what if it's like um, Darmanu? What Doctor Strange well, defeated Darmanu. him once before, right? What if, what if she's like attracting him back in some way? Or because the way that she says it, it makes me think that you don't know what you've done. And I'm wondering, okay, well, what does that mean? She she says it several times, and 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 she's about to tell her when she completely takes away her powers and she and she uh, names her. I think it's her name on IMDb, even nosy neighbor. <laughs> she's she's about to tell her what's what's going to happen, and then she turns her into the nosy neighbor. We don't get to find out. Yeah, I'm like no. Well, I wonder. I I think it's set up like I mean, Robert, you had mentioned that Agatha it, it was like a trained Wanda, and even mm -hmm. in this, she trained Wanda a little bit, like teaching mm -hmm. her about the rooms and stuff like that. Um, but they definitely set it up that you know if if I if I need you, I'll know where to find you. Mm -hmm. Like you might, you might not have seen the last of Catherine Hahn, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I don't believe that this is the last of her or of White Vision because he just flew off. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Good call. Definitely, White Vision's coming back. Right. Which can I say really quick the the fight between the two visions? Uh huh. I love that it was only really like half a physical battle, and then the other half was like a just them right. talking. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The White Vision just like right. That was great. Not um, everything has um, to be like flashy and punches and stuff. Well, and I, yeah. I, even when they did, I like those subtle moments where his arm stuck halfway through him. You know what I mean? You're like, whoa, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I love that whole like Schrodinger's cat thing, you know, like is the ship actually the ship? And like, oh, yes, man, yes. that is so awesome. And it was so vit it was so vision. It was. You know, it was like both of them. Neither one of them are actually vision, yet both of them are vision. And it was just ah. That was great. That was great. Absolutely. And I wish I almost I almost wish his eyes didn't change back to normal. I love the the white vision's eyes. Yeah, the the design on that suit and the makeup was just killer. It was super cool. I thought his eyes were a little too creepy before that, so I'm glad they kind of changed it. <laughs> if 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 they do, you know, uh keep him for later films or seasons. Right. It makes more sense to have him a little bit more uh, huggable, I guess. Huggable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he because, can present himself well, in any way he wants. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you, you know the merchandising monster will get white vision. Oh, yeah. You got to make him huggable sometimes. Huggable. Yes. <laughs> little Funko, little Funko <laughs> white vision. <laughs> they probably already have it, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's already yeah. done. Yeah. See, that's why um, the whole thing we were saying about the fan bases, that's why I'm trying to temper my expectations uh, with the next Spider-Man movie. Because there's all these crazy ideas mm -hmm. with yeah. the, the, the multiverse and uh, the older Spider-Man men from the movies and all these uh, older villains. It, it could mean nothing. It could be, you know, a twist like with Pietro. So, you yeah. know, you got to... <laughs> gotta handle things little by little it would it'll it'll be fun i think no matter what route they take right uh but yeah the next stepping stone in in this story is going to be dr strange uh multiverse of madness yeah mm. so. and by the way uh you know they have not confirmed the other spider-man they have confirmed the other villains yeah, but, yeah. and tom holland has denied it but he would like you know they would have him deny it so <laughs> it still might happen but 
Well, he he's learned his lesson with uh, you know giving things away. Paul Bettany. Somebody did a compilation of Paul Bettany interviews throughout the years. I saw he just keeps saying snitches get stitches. <laughs> what do snitches get? They get stitches. No, what, right. no, uh, what I saw was it was snitches end up in ditches. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, I think he said both. But yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. That's weird. They're, they're they're really trying to get better with spoilers, and I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because I've I've never been one to really look up a lot of stuff, but it was the way this was set up with the week to week. It was like I want answers and I want them now. You yes. know, like I'm going to look up stuff. So um, I don't think that'll be the case with Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier. That one no. just seems like a typical action film. Uh, Loki, I think, will be weird and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll temper my expectations with Loki and you know. Not look up too much stuff week to week. Yeah, I think that's the best way to go. I think for me, Loki and What If mm-hmm. are the the two ones that I'm gonna. It's gonna be hard going week to week. Yeah, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Hawkeye. I mean, I'm just seeing like, oh, it's gonna be more like Marvel fun. Yeah, kind of more into the formula. But when they stray away and make just weird stuff like WandaVision, like the first trailer just showed them all these different versions of them. I was like, this is weird. This is crazy. This doesn't make sense. I'm excited. Right? <laughs> I'm excited for Moon Knight. There's no trailer or anything yet, but Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, yeah. Moon Knight. I mean, come on. That's going to, yeah, that's going to be good. I still, I still wish it was Rami Malik, but Oscar Isaac is good too. Wow. Yeah. 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 I just watched Inside Lewin Davis again tonight, right before <laughs> this. So yeah, Oscar Isaac is good. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Any last thoughts on WandaVision? No, no, just excited. I'm just wondering what can they do next season? <laughs> if there is going to be another season, you don't I, think I, they will? I feel like this is they're Lead setting it to up a movie. For, I, like the Loki series might have more than one season, but a lot of these are be, it may be Falcon and Winter Soldier, but a lot of these are setting up other stories within the MCU. Gotcha. I feel like they're setting up Vision and uh, Wanda for something else that they already have planned, and I don't necessarily think it's a season two. Ah, okay. Yeah. You could see it in, like, the context of, like, the comic books. You know, there was the monthly comics, and then there was, like, the, uh, like, limited series comics that right. only lasted, like, six issues. So if they were all like that, where it's just limited series, I'd be okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Yeah. If it connects the dots to the to the upcoming films, I mean, then, you know, it's enjoyable, it's entertaining, and they serve their purpose. Yeah. We know that Loki is dead in the main timeline, and then this show is going to be on the Avengers uh, Endgame timeline where they went back to Avengers 1. Um, so because of that, that could easily have more than one season, mm. um, in theory, at this point. There's so much we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, but that was the tra- of the ones that they showed trailers for. That was the one that got me the most excited. That was a great trailer. So, yeah. Yeah, the time variance authority, like this is something that they've never talked about, never hinted at. This is all new territory yeah. <laughs> with Marvel. So, I mean, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And, and cool. you know who's going to be the next big baddie of, you know, all the upcoming films and shows? Modoc. Yes. <laughs> Which, the Hulu, is it Hulu? or Hulu. Yeah, that, yeah. that looks hilarious. It's very robot chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the same guys? I think it is. I don't know. I it looks like it is. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't know, know if for Seth sure. Green was involved or not. But yeah, Patton Oswalt was perfect for that role. And that's not a fat joke. That's just like, that's <laughs> his kind of character. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he actually shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. quite a bit, too. Not yeah. as but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it was MODOK, I, I would definitely, I would binge that show like crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> MODOK just shows up every now and again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. We have a lot to look forward to. Next week is um, they're doing a behind the scenes of WandaVision, so maybe we'll get some more insight. And yeah. then, yeah, talking to your soldier. Fantastic. Yeah. Right into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I guess, I guess we're done. <laughs> this is the end of this episode. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>